This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith, joined by Derek Terry. Derek, how are you today? Doing well, Sean. Um, big news day. This will be a big episode for us. Yeah, are, are you doing Are you doing better than Vince Marrow and Mark Stoops and Liam Cohen and all those guys this morning? I would say they're feeling pretty good right about now. Liam might not have even been awake at the time that uh well go ahead and go ahead and break the news for us, Sean. So Wondell Robinson is gonna be a Kentucky Wildcat after a after a wild recruiting scene a couple years ago, Derek, then going to Nebraska and, and killing it. He he's at Kentucky. Uh <laughs> given what Kentucky had been offensively the last few years, I I think we kind of all thought the path was you know, out of bricks for Wondell to end up being at Kentucky, but it's certainly not. Uh, and he he tweeted out this morning that he's coming home. He is. I mean, it, it had been widely speculated and rumored for, quite frankly, before he ever entered the transfer portal. Uh, going back, actually, about a week week ago, last Friday is when, <clears throat> excuse me, it really kind of hit the public message boards, things like that. The rumors started to get out and. That happened on last Friday because that's whenever he met with Nebraska coach Scott Frost and told him he was going to be transferring. Um, the last time we did an episode Wednesday night, it sounded like some like Purdue had maybe gotten into the mix, might be able to land him. I think in hindsight now, and I kind of thought it at the time, but it might have been a smoke screen. I don't know how serious he was about Purdue. Obviously enough to – to to where Wilt Fong, some other people who cover recruiting, Justin Rowland, um, we're all comfortable enough putting that out there. But uh, at the end of the day, I think this was always a plan. If he was going to leave Nebraska, it was going to be for Kentucky. And uh, I mean, it's a huge deal for Kentucky football. I know, I know, he rubbed people the wrong way back when he was in high school with how he handled that recruitment. I, I get it, but all that is, you know, it's in the past and. I always had a feeling for whatever reason they might end up at Kentucky, especially with this one-time transfer rule going to be a thing now. And, uh, I mean, it can't be overstated how big of a gift this is. I love the wide receiver class that Kentucky just signed. But if you had the chance to get Robinson, you absolutely had to land him. And it's a big deal. It's a really, really big deal to be able to get him to come home to play in the slot. I think a lot of people deserve credit. Uh, Well, first of all, let's go ahead and say – you know, his mother is a big reason why he's coming home. So we, we hope for his mother's health that you know she can improve. We don't, unfortunately for him, if he felt like he was in a spot where he needed to be closer to her because of her health, it's always a tough call for a kid. However, when it does come to actually recruiting him, when he got into the transfer portal, 
Vince Miro's previous relationship and Mark Stoops both great job, but also I think Liam Cohen, either just his system or the new idea of being in an NFL offense or his actual recruiting job was a really good, I think he did a really good job on this. So I don't know how much credit Liam is going to get, but this does feel to me like a pretty big win early on for him to get a kid like Wandell to come in here. And even if it's just for a year, I think the expectation is Wandell would like to, would like to enter the draft after this year. Well, Liam is going to have a lot of weapons to work with his first year at Kentucky. It, it changes Kentucky offensively when you yeah. when you added a weapon like this and you you get that now what it allows Derek. I think this this benefits Josh Ali significantly because it takes him from having to be the number one wide receiver, and and Josh should benefit from this. Yeah, he will. Um, I think all those guys are going to benefit. I mean. It seemed very clear if you if anybody read the stories, ESPN had a big story, um, you, you know, with with that. But he liked the touches he got at Nebraska, but he didn't like the way he was getting them, basically, because he was having to play running back, and he's not a very big dude. I mean, he was taking a beating playing running back. I know he missed some games in his career at Nebraska. I think he will – you know, they'll get him on some jet sweeps, things like that, but I think he's exclusively going to be a slot guy at Kentucky. And what Liam Cohen was selling him on, this kind of offense, to get to the next level, I think it's what he wanted to be in. So this is not – I'm not going to use this opportunity to to run down Eddie Grant, things like that, because I think Eddie did a, a, did a good job overall. Mark moved on. He's a thing of the past now. They wouldn't have had a chance to get Wondell Robinson, I think, had Mark not made this move. Yeah, to go to a new offensive coordinator, and you already see it in recruiting too. We'll go ahead and I mean we won't go down this uh, side note, but like Dane Key's dad going on KSR a few days ago and saying that UK was back on the list with basically was saying that he with Grand there that Kentucky was not going to be an option. So you're seeing this pay off before Cohen ever even gets on campus, which making that big. move to him. Yeah, which yeah. which kind of makes you. It makes you even understand even more why Mark had to make the decision that he made. Even though that he and Eddie had a really solid relationship, at some point you have to make that move, and that's what that's what you're seeing pay off now. More little not what maybe a month ago, five weeks tops since uh, they made the change at offensive yep. coordinator. So it's paying off. Uh, you will obviously continue to watch the transfer portal with Kentucky football. I know we have some questions when we get into the mailbag part uh, that episode about the transfer portal, Derek, specifically asking you about options, other options at wide receiver. And I think that was just because I think people were starting to wonder if Wandell was actually going to be at Kentucky. <laughs> but now that Wandell's there, and you, you mentioned Josh Ali, Darian Kennard coming back, Luke Fortner, the list goes on and on. Chris Rodriguez earlier this week confirming that he's returning. Derek, this is a team and this is a program that a month and a half ago when we were recording podcasts after they got you know drilled by Alabama and Florida – we were sitting here saying, not buying into that hole, competing for the SEC East or being in that top half of the of the division uh, again, because we went into this season thinking that that could be a team that could get there to number two and at least push Georgia and Florida. But there's starting to be some national opinions now. I saw SEC Mike come out and had on number two in the SEC East going into next year, and that was before Wondell Robinson even committed to Kentucky. The buzz is back, Derek. Even after a five and six season, four and six regular season, that this this program sh- could continue climbing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know where I would put them yet. I think I think the schedule's favorable next year. I really do. I mean, they have road games. Think about it. they have three of the three of their four road games at Vanderbilt. You would think that's a win at South Carolina. You would think that's a win, 
in that Mississippi State team. Only thing with that is they've not won a Stark Bowl in like over a decade. <laughs> so uh, you would think on paper Kentucky should have a good chance to win that game. But then the other game, of course, is at Georgia, and that's you know probably not going to happen for them. But I was talking with Adam Luckett, who uh, most people probably listen to the KSR football podcast or you read his work at KSR, and he said to me, and I thought it was a good point, because we were just talking about the roster a little bit, and this was maybe a week ago before Wondell was ever officially here. And he said, if Bo Allen fails next year, it will not be because of skill talent. I think that's a good point, because the last few years we talked about it with Terry Wilson, how much of it was Terry, how much of it is the guys around him. Well, for Bo, I think he's walking into a situation for a first-year starter in the Stoops era that no one else has had this kind of this kind of skill around them. Um Maybe Drew Barker, maybe for 2016 before he got hurt. I would say with Bedette, Juice, Timmons, Baker, Boom Williams, guys like that. I think that was a pretty good situation to walk into. And I understand he had started some games before that in 2015, but you couldn't really drop a better situation for Bo to walk into. I don't think one difference, which was the same Drew went through. I mean, you got a coordinator change, so he'll have that to work with, but. Well, I'm saying Bo. I guess we should, you know, Joey Gatewood says a chance. Let's just say whoever the new quarterback is will have weapons around them. And uh, Wanda was really what they were missing, though, man. Like, Ali is a good he's a good receiver. He's pretty reliable. Not a ton of make you miss out in the open field, and Wandell has that. I mean, no one is no one is going to be as dynamic as Wandell on this roster next year. No. Uh, this, is, uh, this is definitely a big-time deal, Derek. And then... You get it. You get a guy who's experienced. You add to this offense, who, regardless of who the quarterback is, they're going to be young and inexperienced because neither one of them have played a ton of snaps. But I'll also tell you this: that I do think that Bo Allen was a big part of the recruiting pitch. I just think that, obviously, Derek. I mean, when you look at the two quarterbacks, if they're really wanting to commit to throwing the football around, I mean, Bo's the option that's going to sling it around more than Joey. But I also say this too. Let's say Bo Allen does win the job. I do think that Joey Gatewood will have a way to help this team offensively. I think that they're with a full year in the program, a full year of him eligible, hopefully a normal summer, Derek, they can get some, some packages for both those guys. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know what, what they'll do with him. I could see – I mean, Joey's frame – I don't know where his mindset would be if he lost another quarterback battle. I mean, that would be two schools where he didn't win the job, assuming he doesn't win. I don't know if he would view it as maybe with this transfer rule he'd want to take a step down, try to be a quarterback at a smaller school. Or maybe it would he would look at it and say, hey, you know what? I lost one job. It was what it was. And then I came here and I lost another. Like maybe if I want to play professional football, I need to look at doing something else, using my six-foot-five you know, his size, and he could add some weight if he really wanted to to play a, a tight end or an H-back type position. I don't know. Those are all things that are going to be answered down the road. But, I don't know, this is an exciting time, I think. for I mean, like you said, it does change things. I think we were all going to feel better about Kentucky's wide receivers next year just with kind of the influx, the, the injection, I guess, that they were going to get from this class. Um but I do think it was dependent on, on getting some kind of wow-type playmakers like Wondell Robinson. Like, that's going to be a national story today. Well, what, is the, 
committed to Kentucky. What does it do to your recruiting now that you've got a name like Wondell yeah. Robinson who just decided to? I mean, it's it's different. It's not high school recruiting. He didn't have like he didn't go through an entire recruiting process or anything like that, Derek. But for a name the caliber of Wondell Robinson, who high school wide receivers right now know that name. Mm-hmm. He goes to Kentucky. What does that do? Does that change the mindset of some high school sophomores, juniors, who have their view in Kentucky, that a talent like that would decide to leave Nebraska and go home and play Kentucky? I mean, I think I think about it from a kid like Dan Key here in Lexington, who plays at Frederick Douglass, who is going to have the options that Wandell had to go. And, of course, I mean, Wandell did sign somewhere else at high school, obviously. Um, I, I think it just – for him, a lot of it, and it's, it might be the case for all these kids, like I think they're going to want to see how Cohen implements his offense. But I, I do think you take notice, though, if you're a kid like Dan Key today, where Wondell, okay, once he hit the portal, Alabama talked to him, Oklahoma talked to him. I'm sure Ohio State might have reached out at some point. Like every school would be interested in a kid like Wondell. And, yeah, he had reasons with his mother to come home, but – I mean, there were still other schools in a similar radius that it wouldn't have been outrageous for him to go there, but he still chose Kentucky. So I think that's showing confidence on Wondell's end that he would come back to come back to Lexington to finish up his career here. I mean, this also shows you why you don't burn bridges, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, and this staff's been really good world. about that, especially in today's recruiting world and the transfer portal and the transfer yeah. rule that's about to go into effect. Don't ever burn a bridge because you never know when you might want to walk. Someone might want to walk back across that thing. Yeah, I mean, you never know. Like with Wondell, I mean, his mother gets sick. He doesn't like how he's being used at Nebraska, and he wants to leave. And then where you've not run the kid down or anything the last few years, I mean, they've probably kept a good relationship. I mean, think about Damian Harris. Uh, I think they had planned to do the same thing potentially with him had he decided to leave Alabama. Of course, he had a great career at Alabama, won a few national titles, got drafted. But Stoops, the year like they so went down to Alabama, Alabama to play. <laughs> do what? Like so many others at Alabama do. <laughs> when multiple I think everybody – I, I think I saw something that every kid who signed with Alabama who stuck around their whole career won a title. But, uh, you know, Stoops had mentioned that they had lunch with him to, or like over the summer after his freshman year, I think. And um, I think they just – they keep those things alive. Xavier Peters is another example. It didn't work out at Kentucky, but they got him back here after things didn't go well at Florida State. So you're right. That's something to keep in mind for all these kids that they recruit. Um, it, it's just a, it's just a smart move on coaches' parts. To, well, you know, you might not like it. I'm sure Stoops was not happy. I'm sure Mara was not happy when Wondell was given an interview talking about enrolling at UK, and then he flipped to Nebraska the next day. I'm sure that didn't sit well with anybody over there. But it goes back to it, Sean. If you're good enough, you can. Uh, you know, you're always going to be a necessity for somebody. And he was a, I wouldn't say desperation. I mean, it would have put a damper, I think, on this offseason had a player like Wondell come available and he didn't land him. But at the same time, like I said, I think people were already going to be feeling better about this group. But getting Wondell, I think it takes you from, I mean, I think he's he's worth maybe projecting a little bit, you know, maybe one or two wins higher for a season. I, I really think that if you got a guy that's that dynamic the best player on Nebraska's team who has proven as a college player is going to come here. You know, it's, it's, it's a big deal. It really is. And uh, we'll see what else happens. I mean, that's, that's the thing about the transfer portal, man, is a lot of kids have already entered it, but you're going to have another phase after spring ball ends. So there could be more guys come available. I know for sure on the defensive side of the ball, 
Kentucky's going to look to add some guys. I think it's about guaranteed they're going to take a linebacker from the portal. But offensively, we'll see if anyone else comes available. It sounds like that might be a mailbag question. So yeah. if you don't have anything else on Wondell, we can transition right into it. Yeah, and uh, we'll wrap up this episode uh, with this, Derek. Uh, let's say Wondell Robinson had decided to stay committed to Kentucky a couple of years ago. Had he played in that offense that Kentucky had put on the field the last couple of years, now it would have been different, clearly. I mean, they would have had another a weapon there. But I think you could also make an argument that this would be flipped and he'd be transferring and going elsewhere instead of coming to Kentucky. So the timing, I think, just fits and works out really in, in favor of Kentucky and the program now more so than it did two years ago. Yeah, I mean, Kentucky might end up using them the same way as Nebraska. <laughs> Once once that quarterback situation happened and they had to use Bowden, I mean that would have been pretty electric though. I think Bowden running the wild or running the QB spot with Wondell in the backfield at times or jet sweeps it would have been interesting. But no, you're right. I mean the timing of it's good. You're going to have a whole. It's like you know I was doing some reading around on some other message boards, seeing what people were saying about Wondell leaving, and everyone was like, why Why is he going there? And why is he going to go to Kentucky? Their quarterback just left. Their offense is terrible. They don't throw the ball. And, I mean, I'm not an expert in every other school either, but, like, those opinions you can't really hold because everything's going to be so different next year. Like, this is going to be a completely different offense next season from what we remember and watched. So they're going to have the talent, I think, around a, whatever it is Liam Cohen wants to do, I think he's going to have the talent. There should be nothing out there that he won't be able to do, I, w- I would think, because, I mean, I looked this up. I think I've counted 15 four-stars now on this offense by at least one service. And some of those guys won't even play, to be honest with you. I mean, you got guys like Travis Tisdale who fall under that. A bunch of the offensive linemen who are young who, who maybe won't crack the rotation yet. But they they have some talented kids on this team. So yeah. I, I can't wait for spring. I wish, I wish more normal times we could get in there and watch a couple spring practices just to see how see how this thing looks. But hopefully, hopefully there are some leaks and uh, <laughs> we can hear kind of how things are going with the new offense. So. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I, I think Wondell will be on campus a few days from now. I think Monday. I had heard from a source he was, and this was before all the Purdue stuff even happened, he's planning to meet with an academic advisor on Monday. Um, but I don't think Kentucky starts classes until, I think, what, the 25th or something? It's going to be a little while, but I think he'll be on campus pretty soon. So I don't know when UK's going to – like, he, he can technically sign like they announced Justice Dingle whenever he transferred in and, and committed. So you might see that happen today, or it might be a few days from now once he actually gets back to Kentucky because he's been down in Miami. But either way, Sean, just in conclusion, um, this is a good day for Kentucky, for Kentucky football, no question about it. And uh, it gives Kentucky fans something to feel good about after uh, what's been a tough basketball season. Yeah, now you see DeKel Crowdis tweet at Wondell, now let's get to work, gang. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's uh, that wide receiver room – quarterback room, everything. Oh, we also should mention, too, about Nick Scalzo. Derek, you know, pulling his name out of the transfer portal. So, I mean, so Kentucky's going to have some options on the offensive side. I think a lot of guys are kind of wanting to to buy in and see what Liam Cohen's going to do in Lexington this season. But we just wanted to hop on here and give a quick recap of Wandell. We're going to split the episodes. We're going to also put out a mailbag episode in addition to this one, uh, but we also want to give a shout-out to the Butcher's Pub with two locations, one in Palmville, Kentucky, one in Williamsburg, Kentucky. You can visit thebutcherspub.com or check out both Facebook pages, the Butcher's Pub Pineville and the Butcher's Pub Williamsburg. He's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll be back with more on Kentucky Daily. 